What is good, everyone? Welcome back to yet again another podcast on this beautiful Friday afternoon in Warrensburg, Missouri. Uh, before I start the whole podcast off, I want to give a huge shout out to my dad. It's his birthday. Happy 46th birthday, dad. Even though you look 64, it is okay. I'm, I'm hoping you're watching this so you can hear that little joke. But anyway, man, we got some talks. We got NFL talks with some trades, contracts, free agents. You got MLB talk. XFL predictions, NBA predictions, college basketball predictions, and then a little shout out to my high school once again as they're playing in the championship tonight. But let's start it off with some trades, man. Let's start with this one. The Jacksonville Jaguars traded A.J. Boye to the Broncos for a fourth round pick. And I can't believe they only got a fourth round pick for A.J. Boye. I know he's not as good as he once was, but still, I thought they could get a, maybe a second or a third at least. They only got a fourth in return for him? That is sad, man. And A.J. Boye probably got the better of the deal. He won it out of Jacksonville. Now he's going to play with the Broncos, who have a, a solid defense, I would say. They got enough pass rushers to get to the quarterback with Vaughn Miller and uh, Brad Bradley Chubb. So, I mean... Their defense is fine. Their offense is going to come up soon. You got Phillip Lindsey, Drew Locke out there, Corn Sutton. So, I mean, the the Broncos are going to be an up-and-coming team. Will they make the playoffs this year? No. Could they make the playoffs in the next two to three years? Possibly, yes. But it would be a wild card because they're not going to win the division as long as Patrick Mahomes is the quarterback for the Kansas City Chiefs. So, but yes, A.J. Boye is a happy person. He got out of the... Uh, Jacksonville, and he's on to newer and better things in Denver. Another trade that went down, and this is a surprising trade in the fact that it was player for player. Usually you don't see that in the offseason, but the Chargers traded left tackle Russell Okun to the Panthers for right guard Trey Turner. Now, Russell Okun, he wanted out of the... He didn't want out. He was just saying he didn't like the direction they were going, the Chargers were. So he, he was feeling a little... Unwarranted. He just got a new contract extension, but he didn't like where the charges were headed. So he was like, eh, maybe I should get it. And now he's gone to the, to the Panthers. So I don't know much about this Trey Turner right guard, but I mean, any offensive lineman for the Chargers can help because their offensive line is not good. So, yes, it's a win in the fact that the Chargers got another offensive lineman, but they also lost their best offensive lineman in Russell Okun. So there's that. The Panthers obviously got a nice uh, left tackle that'll help whoever is their starting quarterback. It'll help Christian McCaffrey. So yes, bravos to the Panthers on getting Russell Okun. And then the Chargers, sure you got Trey Turner, an offensive lineman. You need offensive linemen. So there. Staying in the Chargers area, let's start with uh, this. Melvin Gordon says he will test free agent market. And so we'll see what he does. There's a lot of teams that could use a running back. And obviously Melvin Gordon didn't have a great year for the Chargers because Austin Eckler had a beautiful year. Plus it didn't help that Melvin Gordon was sitting out for a while because he wanted to. It wasn't that he was injured. He just wanted to sit out. He he was upset about the franchise tagging the new, no new contract extension. So we'll see what he can do in the free agent market. But then... Literally breaking news about two minutes before I started the podcast. The Chargers gave Austin Eckler, who was the running back, main running back for him last year, a new contract worth 40, uh, $24.5 million for four years and $15 mil guaranteed 
So, if Melvin Gordon wants to come back to the Chargers, it doesn't look like he'll be the starter. Austin Eckler will be the starter. And I think Austin Eckler is the better running back. He's more reliable. Sure, he's inconsistent with the ball, as in fumbles and catching out of the backfield. But I think Austin Eckler is a very reliable running back. And I think he's honestly faster and more built for the Chargers than Melvin Gordon is. Some spots I think Melvin Gordon could land. I mean, you could think about... Uh, I don't know. You could think Packers, no. Aaron Jones there. You think Vikings, no. They have uh, Dalvin Cook. There's not very many places where you're thinking, okay, where could they use a running back? Maybe Arizona could use him with David Johnson not being as reliable as he should be the last couple of years. I mean, you could maybe possibly think the Chiefs, but I mean, Damian Williams has played very well for him. So, I don't know where Melvin Gordon goes from here. It sounds like he may be going to a lower-tier team because not very many high-tier teams need running backs. But will we see? We will see. Let's move on to the MLB, man. And, yes, they're still in spring training, but there is some big, big news. Let's start with this. Christian Yelich, man, gets a new—well, they're in contract negotiations, but they're saying it will keep him around— to about 2028, 2029, and it'll be up to around $215 million. Wow, man. Christian Yelich is going to get paid before the season starts, and it sounds like he's going to get paid the big bucks, which he rightly deserves. He would have won MVP last year if he didn't fracture his elbow. So, he deserves it. I think it's a win-win for both teams. The Brewers keep... They're all-star, MVP-caliber Christian Yelich. And Christian Yelich gets paid, and he stays in Milwaukee. On to other news, you have Chris Sale, who was injured with his elbow. He went back, he got some opinions, and he does not need Tommy John surgery, which is good news for Boston fans. It's good news for Chris Sale. The problem is, is you don't know when he's going to be back. He could be out two to two to three weeks. He could be out five to six weeks. He could be out three to four months. You just don't know. That's the problem. And that's the problem with Chris Sell a lot is he's been injured. He's out for a while. So that's a little worrisome for Red Sox fans. Who is your going to be your ace now in Boston? And you don't have Mookie Betts. You still have J.D. Martinez, Rafael Devers, all those boys. But you still don't have a real ace when Chris Sale is out. So who will step up in his place? But yeah, man, the MLB season is upon us, and I cannot wait. Like I've been saying, I will have my predictions for the MLB out, I would think, uh, two to three weeks. Give me time. I'm maybe going to do it over spring break. I've got big plans for spring break, let me tell you guys. Big plans, big plans for the spring break podcast. We're talking NCAA tournament bracket predictions. MLB predictions, maybe even a little bit NBA playoff predictions. We'll see what's happening. But yes, the Spring Break Podcast editions will be great. Hoping to have some people on there. It's going to be awesome. There will be familiar faces and voices on those podcasts, including mine. (laughs) But let's move on to the XFL, man. We're into this XFL, man. We're in there deep, man. Like The XFL is doing such good work. And I'm so surprised. Like, I was worried for him. Like, man, you're just doing it right after the uh, NFL ends. 
during the free agent, the draft. It's kind of worrisome. It was kind of worrisome for me. But, man, they're playing well. And we're into week five, guys. Like, this is crazy. And, I mean, obviously, St. Uh, St. Louis is not home this week. But they're opening the top part of the uh, stadium for fans. Because that's how much these fans want to come to the St. Louis games. And that says so much about that. And I think that's helping the XFL out much with the St. Louis side. Is they are winning. People are happy that there's football back in St. Louis. And they're coming. And the, the sales are going up for my the XFL. But let's get into predictions. You have the Seattle Dragons versus... The uh, Houston Roughnecks. Who do I think is going to win? Obviously, I'm going with the Roughnecks. The Roughnecks are undefeated. They're 12.5 point favored. I think they win. Let's go with 27 to 19. Somewhere in that vicinity. So, it's an 8 point win. Not a 12. I don't think they cover the spread. It's a really high spread. But... I do like the Roughnecks and to win this game. All right, we got the New York Guardians versus the Dallas Renegades. And let me tell you something. If you would have asked me last week who I think is going to win, I would have told you the Dallas Renegades would win. And the Dallas Renegades are 6.5-point favorites. But I'm not going with the Dallas Renegades in this one. Hear me out. The New York Guardians found something in that backup quarterback they played last week and that win they won. And I think he brought a little more swagger, more... Sazam, he gave them momentum and belief they can win. And I think the New York Guardians go in to Dallas. They win 25 to 16 and shock a little bit about little people. But I think I think New York wins. Moving on to the St. Louis Battlehawks versus the DC Defenders. Listen, this was an easy choice for me. I picked the DC Defenders the last two weeks. They got blown out. It's unbelievable. They even lost to the Tampa Bay Vipers. Unacceptable. So this was an easy one for me. The St. Louis Battlehawks are playing well. They're the second best team in the XFL. It's not even really that close in my opinion. They're four point favored. I think they go into D.C. They beat this team up and they put them back down. They don't slaughter them like most teams have been doing right? because I think it's a home game. It is a, I mean, it is a home game, but I think the D.C. defenders play very well at home. They will give them a little more momentum. But at the end, St. Louis is too much. They win 28-23. And move to four and one. Moving on to the last game, you have the Tampa Bay Vipers versus the LA Wildcats. And sure, congratulations, guys. Tampa Bay, you got to win. I'm so happy for you. You guys got to win, but you're not winning again. The LA Wildcats have not looked very good. They're one and three. The Tampa Bay Vipers are one and three. Who do I think wins this game? I'm going with the LA Wildcats. They're the home team. They have the better quarterback. I don't care what people say. Aaron Murray's not good. Give me the Wildcats to win 18-11. to It's a very sloppy game. I would not watch this game if I were you uh, XFL fans. This is one of the games I would not watch. Unless you're a Tampa Bay fan or an LA fan. This is not going to be a good game. But I do believe the Wildcats come out on top 18-11. to So yes, I have the Roughnecks winning. The Guard New York Guardians winning. The St. Louis Battlehawks. And the LA Wildcats winning. So, what's that say? I have... 2-2 two and two for the home team and the away teams to win. And hopefully I can get over the 2-2 two and two slump. I need more than two wins this week. Please, XFL, give me something more. Let's move on to the NBA, shall we? We will, actually. With the NBA, we've got those three games like usual. We have the Friday night game, the Saturday game, and the Sunday game. Let's see what I've got on the schedule. Tonight's game was an easy game, boys. 
The Milwaukee Bucks head to L.A. to play the Lakers. I have the Bucks winning. Yes, I do. I, I said it. I have the Milwaukee Bucks beating the Los Angeles Lakers in L.A. I think Giannis puts... Listen, I think LeBron James is going to play lights out tonight. Listen, I think he is. He knows what's at stake. <clears throat> As I should say, the MVP. He's going to play lights out. And we'll get into why it's going to come into a factor later on. But I believe Milwaukee has more of a surrounding cast than uh, the Lakers do. So I think more of Giannis has more of a surrounding cast than LeBron James does. Sure, uh, LeBron has Anthony Davis. But Milwaukee, they have Bledsoe. They've got the Lopez brothers. And they're just having fun out there, man. I feel like the Lakers are stagnant and they're not having fun while Milwaukee's just out there having a fun time. They're doing WWE SmackDowns before the game. So, yes, I do believe Milwaukee wins this game. It's going to be a great game tonight, but, yes, Milwaukee wins. Let's move on to this game. And I don't know, man. There wasn't very many good games to pick for Saturday, but I went with the Philadelphia 76ers versus the Golden State Warriors. I know the 76ers don't have Joel Embiid or Ben Simmons. And the Warriors do have Steph Curry, and Steph Curry came back last night. Oh, my God, it was so good to see that man play. He played 27 minutes. Uh, he looked great. He had some great shots. He had a deep three, 32-footer, as the buzzer went off for the shot clock. He also hit a three and got fouled. Uh, it felt good to have Steph Curry back out on the court, and he will be back out there again. He will obviously be on limits, uh, time, minute restriction like he was last night, but I do believe... The Warriors win this game. I don't trust the 76ers. The 76ers have looked fake. They're not real. They uh, are misleading. They're like the Dallas Cowboys. I said it. They're like the Dallas Cowboys of the NBA. They uh, they don't have anyone I feel they can go to with Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid out. And I feel like the Warriors just have enough, like barely enough to win. They've got Lee. They've got Wiggins. I just think they're just enough to beat the 76ers. Plus, they're at home. So, that crowd's going to be ruckus because they know Steph Curry's back. So, yes, I think the Warriors win that game. If Obviously, if either Ben Simmons or Joel Embiid were playing, I think I would pick the 76ers. But since they're not, I am going with the Warriors. Let's move on to the Sunday game. And this is going to be a dozy, boys. You have the L.A. battle. You have the L.A. Lakers playing the L.A. Clippers. And, yes, the Clippers are the home team. I have the Clippers winning this game. Listen, I've said this from the get-go of the NBA season. The Clippers are the best team in the West. They're the best team in the NBA when they're fully healthy. But I still think they're the best team in the West when they're not even fully healthy. I believe the Clippers win this game. Uh, they beat up on the Rockets last night. It was it was great. And I just think the Clippers have so much more surrounding and more bench work than the Lakers do Ever this season will. So I do believe the Clippers win this. It could get ugly, honestly. I think the Clippers could win this pretty badly. I'm going with the Clippers. Let's move on to some college basketball. I got two ranked team I got two ranked games where you have ranked opponent going against ranked opponent. And then I have the best and greatest college basketball rivalry ever. Pew 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 pew. Let's start with this one. You have number eight, Scene Hall versus number eleven, Creighton. Who do I have winning? I have Crane winning this. Crane has looked really good this year. They're at home. St. Hall has also looked really good. They're obviously top 10. 
Both are going to make the tournament. I think Crane is going to win this just because they actually came off a loss a couple of nights ago. And I think they're going to be ready to play in front of their home crowd. Last regular season game at home for Crane. They're going to put on a show and win this game by like three points. Uh, poor St. Hall, they're going to lose, get knocked out of the top ten. Crane could move back into the top ten. Move back, back. Move into the top ten with that win. So I have Crane winning that game. Louisville, ver number 10, Louisville versus number 22, Virginia. Man, this is a tough one. Because Virginia's playing really well. Uh, I mean, I don't know what Bennett has done with this team, but somehow they're good. They're, they're playing well. It's phenomenal. They're going to make the tournament. But Louisville, ah, Louisville's just that team that they go on these streaks where they win some. And then they'll go on a streak and lose some. And right now they're on that streak of winning. And I think Louisville will win this game as well. On the road, they will beat up. They will beat Virginia. I just, I think Louisville's too much for Virginia. Louisville has more of a bench team. So they have more of a all-around team. While Virginia, it seems like they are inconsistent at times with if their bench plays well. And if they're not shooting well, then they're not going to win. They're more of a defensive team, and so is Louisville. So this is going to be a low-scoring game, but I do think Louisville wins on the road at Virginia. Now let's move on to the greatest rivalry in college basketball. UNC, North Carolina versus number 12, Duke. Obviously, we remember what happened in the first meeting. What a crazy game. Trey Jones hits the buzzer beater shot to send into overtime, and then obviously they hit the layup Duke does at the end to win the game. And I'm going with North Carolina here. I think they, uh, North Carolina wins this game. They should have won the first one if they hit at least one more free throw. They were so bad at the free throw line was North Carolina. I just think North Carolina is playing better as a team than Duke has. Duke has been very inconsistent the last five games. Sure, they've won two of those, but I mean, they just have not looked the Duke way, and North Carolina, you know, is going to play with some firepower. They're going to play with a little swagger. They know what's at stake here, and I think North Carolina goes in to Cameron Yard and wins this game. It's obviously going to be a close one. You know your boy's going to be watching it. It's going to be a great matchup, but I just believe North Carolina is going to win this to bring the season record to 1-1, one and, one. and will we get a rematch in the ACC tournament? Who knows? It could be a good one. I think North Carolina, with a win tomorrow against Duke, and at least one win, maybe at least one win. If they get at least one win in the AC tournament, they're in the big tournament. If they lose to Duke, let's say by like five points, and then they go in and they win like two to three games in the ACC tournament, they're in. Here, I think they have to win. They have to win. If they lose, they have to win. Two to three games. If they win, they only have to win one to two games. So my my thing is they got to win three games to make the tournament. North Carolina does. And I think they will get into the tournament. Roy Williams will have North Carolina back into the tournament. And lastly, my my alumni, Ray Peck, Ray Morbikiller, baby. They're in the district uh, championship game tonight against Lee Summit West. Obviously, I think they're going to win. They put a smackdown on Lee Summit North the other night on Tuesday night. It was great to see. But I do believe Ray Peck wins this game pretty easily. 
They beat up on Lee Summit West, win districts. Go out there, do something, big Panthers. Um, like I said, it's my dad's birthday. If you know who he is, Bruce Noah. He's 46 years old. Go say hi. Say, wish him a happy birthday. I know he looks 64, but it's okay. He is only 46. But until next time, my friends, I'm out. Peace.